All right. Hey. Hey, hey. Hey, y'all. We are back. Y'all getting <laughs> high really go down in here. There's no editing as of right now. We just doing it. <laughs> so let's get into it. So I am going to start off by reading the disclaimer for our podcast as we do with every episode. And then we're going to get into today's topic. Hey, Fly Gems. Welcome to another episode of the Break the Mold podcast. I'm your host, LaTanya, and I also go by the name Lady L. I'm an image consultant and creator of At Her Best Style. I'm joined with my co-host, Roscoe Douglas. Keep in mind that change is never comfortable. You are going to hear sensitive topics within this podcast. Some topics may resonate with your personal life. The topics discussed aren't meant to offend anyone. They are to bring personal healing and growth. In order to heal, you must first accept accountability for your role and be open and willing to hear the truth. Not the filtered truth, but the entire truth. Now understand when you're dealing with the truth, truth sometimes is never easy to accept, but it is the only way to get a breakthrough to your healing. This is why, again, I stress this podcast is for people who are ready for change, for people who are ready to deal with the things that may be holding them back in sensitive issues. You are not alone. We are all dealing with sensitive issues in our own walks. What you're hearing along with these topics, someone else may have encountered or conquered. Life brings so many different situations. We've all had different experiences. We've all acquired different traits from the generations before us. So again, there are a lot of sensitive topics that we will discuss. Just be mindful and don't take anything personally. Don't enter excuse me, don't internalize a lot of the information that you are hearing. If it resonates, recognize the issue and change it for the better. Don't internalize that you take it as a personal attack on you. And if you hear a topic that resonates with you, look at it as God's way of bringing you to this topic so you can deal with it, heal from it, and conquer it. So you are no longer a victim to it and become a conqueror. If you hear any subject matter within this podcast and you start to feel attacked or you feel offended, take a moment to pause the episode and tell yourself, this is not personal and I should not be taking this personally. These are just tools to help me with what's really bothering me. And if this subject is really bothering me, then it's something that I need to be seeking help on. Rather it be in counseling or talking amongst positive peers and people who can genuinely help me to overcome this. I want my listeners to think of us as a big sister and big brother, and we are having an intimate conversation because that is exactly what this is. If you and I were sitting in a room across from each other and you brought me an issue that was pressing on your heart, we would be having a discussion like this so that we can help you get to the bottom of the issue and heal. Again, I'm rooting for you all, and let's get to the episode. So on this particular episode, the topic we are discussing, the miscommunication between men and women. Lord, help us all. (laughs) (laughs) And I say that um, with love, because whoo! 
Child. <laughs> it's been going on for years. It's been going on for eons. It's been going on with our ancestors. It was going on with our moms and dads. And it's definitely, definitely going on today. I see it every day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much confusion. And you know what? I, I love that we're talking about it. And I, I love that you guys are expressing yourselves and saying how you feel and, uh, and going on about different situations, how they're being brought to the table, things you have gone through. And what I'm finding is there's so many questions. We all have questions when it comes to each other. Why do you do it like this? Why are y'all like this? I'm seeing the memes going around now um, for African-Americans, <laughs> how we deal with each other like I'm lonely you lonely let's get together like the different scenarios (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh y'all are wilding out there oh my goodness (laughs) but (laughs) on the flip side this is real this is true a lot of those situations are going on and people have questions and um I think the reason why in the black community um divorce is so high or like we get into relationships and we're not sure if you're in the right relationships is because of these miscommunications we're not understanding each other point blank in a period we're not you know they say men are from (laughs) mars and women are from venus that is so true but i think the reason that old cliche came about was because it was an exaggerated way to really express how different we really are because I don't think we really sit with each other to realize we are not the same. Okay. (laughs) We are not men think totally different from women and um, women. We think totally different from men. Men are visual women. We are not as visual we're more feeling based and um our logics are not the same what's logic to men is not logic to women and (laughs) we got to talk about it (laughs) (laughs) um before we even get into a lot of this episode um actually yeah let's talk about this I share something with you all um, with the recent events that have happened at the Capitol. It just, I guess it was God's way of helping me bring it out and share that story. Um, I was attacked and um, on the job. And I just want to tell everybody, thank you for the love and me sharing that story. Um, it's been hard and I'm, I'm sure... <laughs> I'm sure it clarifies some of my actions sometimes because I was telling my co-host even before we recorded, I can be a little guarded and it's because of what I had been through. So don't take it personally. Um, I'm trying to find my way as God shows me my gift and how to use it too. I'm trying to navigate through that, but also I'm trying to navigate through experiences that I've been through especially like some vicious experiences and some attacks. And so um, I am more guarded (laughs) 
than I realized. And so I'm working on it. I'm a work in progress myself, y'all. Um, I love talking to people. So don't ever think I don't like talking because I do. I love like, oh my God, I love like open discussions. I love getting amongst people and just having these. Like we're in situations that we are now, but I wish we could be like in a room together and have this conversation because I love stuff like that. Um, I'm going to be showing up more doing lives. Actually, my co-host and I, we're going to be going live with you guys. Um, so join us. We'll probably be going live on Instagram and show up and talk about these topics on the podcast from the last show, Outgrowing Friendships. We're going to do a live on that and we're going to answer your questions. If you guys have anything you want to share, talk about it, gems you got from the episode, we're going to go live not only on Instagram, but we're also going to go live on YouTube with it. And so we can talk to you guys live. Some of you guys can come into the hot seat if you want to, which I love that now. So um, we can see you and you can see us and interact. Um, I'm definitely big on wanting to interact with this podcast and what we're doing. Um, So work with your girl. I am showing up a little bit more (laughs) this year. Uh, so I, it's time for me, guys. Say, girl, get out your bubble. Is cause come on, come on, come on, girl. And so, um, I like that. You know, I like showing up on camera. I like doing that. I am an introvert, but I like when it comes to stuff like this. No, I like being out. I love talking to you guys. It's just I have been guarded because of what has happened, and then like again trying to find my own peace from um what had happened to me, and making sure it's protected. And my family. And um, so I thank you guys for your patience on that and understanding. And um, that was huge too for me to even come out with that. And um, I don't know, I guess I'm still in the shock that I even came out with it, but I'm happy because it was a release that I needed. I needed it. I I got tired of not being able to say what I had gone through because of Again, yeah, politics. And when you're going through the fight, if you ever fought anything, then you will understand. Like, gosh, you can't say anything. But what I want to say is, like, when you go through stuff like that, that's the worst thing that can happen to a victim is hushing a victim. Because, like, that's why they never heal. They don't get over it. And so, like, yeah, the release was so important to me because it, it brought liberation to my spirit. And I'm like, whew, thank you, Jesus. I can finally... Yeah. yeah. And when you go through things like, you know, sometimes immediately after they happen, it's not the right time to talk about it. And yes, you still feel like the anxiety and the trauma that comes with it, you know, depending upon, you know, what the situation was. But it's not always wise to be like, okay, this happened and now it's time to talk about it. But in due time, God will reveal when it's the right time. Okay, you went through this. Okay, you have these feelings and emotions. Okay, so now is the time, and it and the timing could be different from everybody. So, uh, you know, anybody who's been through anything, any, you know, traumatic experience or whatever the, the experience may be, uh, that don't mean you have to release everything right then because, again, you're going to feel a lot of emotions. You're going to feel a lot of anger. And, all the, you know, one of the worst things you can do is talk about it while you still have the anger going on. So uh, mm-hmm. at a set time, God will give you the peace about it and say, okay, I release you to talk about it now. And then as a result of talking about it, as you said, you'll feel peace, you'll feel a release, 
you'll feel like, as the saying goes, a monkey is off your back. And then at the same time, you'll help others who are dealing with some of the same issues, even though uh, their exact experience might be totally different. Uh, they might, you know, experience some pain or hurt or attacking in a different way. But uh, it'll help them to on their recovery process as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you. Yeah, thank absolutely. You. <laughs> oh, <laughs> and receiving that love, just man. Yeah, I I needed those words. I needed to hear that myself. Um, because I couldn't say it even better than that. Um, and that that's exactly the process it was for me. And it's so important. Like God will tell you when you know to tell your story and protecting that and so I, I again I thank my family because it's like whoo helping me navigate through that and you know like things I didn't understand and I'm like oh no and my, my mom would be like it's okay this is okay or my dad be like no this is okay this is fine because mm-hmm. and then can you imagine a parent watching a child have to go through that go through my it, god yeah. It hurt me. It hurt me more to watch them watch me hurt to go through that. Although I know it hurt them, we all just got hurt watching it. Mm-hmm. So, as a family, you have to heal through that. And um, I thank them, and I thank y'all. I thank everybody. And um, gosh, and I pray if, like if anybody else has gone through that situation or going through it, um. I pray for your healing. I pray you get through it. I pray you get to tell your story someday and it liberates you. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're going through it, I hope this helps you. Maybe this will help you find an answer to something. Um, it's not easy. But dude, I want you to do understand anything that God is so faithful and so it is good mm-hmm. that even when it's seen, like there's no vindication man god will come back and fight on your behalf and he is fighting there would be times when i remember (laughs) i'll be feeling a certain way and then like the song yolanda adams would come on the battle is not yours it's the lord and i remember my friends telling me like that's god trying to tell you right there because i was feel i was like "Ah." i had one of those moments when i just wanted like to spit it out or you know like something like that like feeling in the moment of it and that came god said god remind me nope that battle ain't yours. I got it. I got it. Trust me. Mm-hmm. I got you. So as we're recording this past, um, podcast episode, we are in the middle of watching what could be an impeachment. And um, I just think watching this, um, I will just tell you, not taking sides or anything, when this man entered office, <laughs> that's when all the turmoil entered my life. Mm. Wow. That's, that's when all this stuff happened. And um, so watching him leave, uh, as you can probably understand, means something totally different to me because it's like really being able to let all that go because my life was hell. As all our lives were probably held in different ways, you know, from someone of that magnitude in leadership and and things that they've done. And I know what, because of his leadership, what I've had to endure, um, because what he represents to a certain selector group of people. So, um, 
that gives me some solace too. It's like, it's over. It's almost over. It's almost over. Mm -hmm. So again, I just want to say thank you all (laughs) for following me through my confusion. And when you didn't get it sometimes, sometimes I just needed a break. Yeah. Let me just be real. Sometimes I needed a break because I'd be dealing with stuff, fighting it. Um, didn't get too technical, but even my lawyer was like, you did all this by your man, God dog. So it 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 was it's been a lot. Um, it's oh no, ah, I don't even know what I want to say. Um, yeah, my confusion. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I feel the thing about when you're being open, there were times when I felt like I was too open when I had an open wound still open on going through this. So if I pull back, sometimes that would be the reason. Sometimes, sometimes I'd be like, okay, I need, I need to pull back for a second. Um, then trying to figure out a brand. I mean, when, and I touched on that too when you're launching something brand new you're trying to figure out i'm trying to navigate this water i'm trying to fight a fight over here navigate this water try to do this find some peace with tanya find some peace with mine and and understand so it's like okay it was a lot as as ayala would say it was a much a much okay (laughs) (laughs) so i was like you know what let's let's restart some things for with fresh new beginning because it really is a fresh new beginning for me now now that the battle is over and so it's like new eyes new vision new everything i can receive now i'm so guarded so again i apologize to y'all but thank you for still rocking with your girl um let's talk uh, about before we get into it so feel free. You can comment to me. It's okay. You can ask me questions under my post. You can talk to me. You can house. Y'all do know I do have an email on my IG page. It's not listed, but it's on my website. But if you hit the email button, it should go directly to my direct email. So there are ways to get to me directly. My direct email is latanya at, at her at com. So you can reach me out there for business inquiries, anything of that magnitude. Um, we will be doing, I will be doing some one-on-ones. Um, if you guys, I know a lot of you guys have reached out to me and interested in that. So that's, that's definitely coming sooner than you think. Don't blink. Um, so I'm ready. I'm ready to show it for you guys is what I'm saying. So thank you. And thank you, Roscoe, just being there. Oh, my pleasure. So, getting back to this topic, the miscommunication between men and women, Lord. Um, first thing, I think what we're missing the ball on is you guys know I'm I'm the queen of defining what things really are and what they're not. We give stigmas to people a lot, and we're not aware that we do that. So we use the word grown man, grown woman loosely, just like we use friend loosely. You learned that in the last episode. We give people titles that they don't deserve. And um, 
I think you should understand that there is a difference between a grown man and grown woman versus a grown boy and a grown girl. And if you're not sure how to recognize the difference, it all starts with the mindset. Um, I'm going to use this as an example. I know, Roscoe, you're not watching it, but I've been watching a show on, on call, Put a Ring on It. Love the show, love the characters. I actually got to speak to Ashley a little bit and um, just passing through social media. And um, Ashley is so near and dear to my heart. If she's listening or anybody around her who listens to this podcast, Ashley... Ashley, let me put it this way. All the characters on that show is near and dear to my heart. But Ashley, you you have a little special spot because um, so often I see this happen with women in the position that Ashley is in where you've been with a guy for so long and you have history involved with a guy. And um, it can kind of mess up your perception of the situation. A lot of times we look at the potential in someone not just women do it, men do it too. Mm-hmm. You, When it comes to selecting a partner, you can't look at the potential. You have to look at the current situation, where we're at now, mm-hmm. what you're giving me. Because they may never grow up to that potential. <laughs> they may never even be around to get to that potential. Um, so you have to deal with the situation as to what's being presented to you. Now, before I get too deep, deep into our situation, because I think I'm going to be using that situation throughout a lot through the show and different things that we're going to be talking about. But um, when they were on the finale episode and it was time for Hollywood to have a discussion with Ashley and Kwame. Now, if you don't watch the show, Hollywood is the man that Ashley is dating. And Kwame is the other gentleman that she was able to go out with on dates while they were on the process of the show to figure out if she should stay or leave or, you know, they both should stay in this relationship or just let it go. Now, Hollywood, Hollywood, he, he's a good guy. We're not going to put, we're not going to make him a bad guy. He's not a bad person. It's just, there's some things within Hollywood that he has to grow up on that he, I don't think he's aware of. He are he's aware of some things. He have definitely said, you know, um, I take accountability on these things, certain certain things. But there's some aspects to him that I think he's just really unaware of that um, he's operating from the position of a grown boy. Now I know, help me out, co-host. A lot of men don't want to hear that. A lot right. of men don't want to hear, I'm not a man. You know, it's like, well, I'm a man, I'm a man, I'm a this, I'm a this. <laughs> your age and <laughs> your outer appearance might be that of a grown man. Same thing with y'all women. But your mindset hasn't grown up to match mm-hmm. what's on the outside and your age. So in this situation, the mindset is still that of a grown boy. He was arguing with Kwame on stage. When it came time to have a man-to-man conversation about the situation, he was very defensive. Um, Every time it was Kwame's time to say, you know, when the host asked him, how do you feel about the situation? How do you feel about her? 
when Kwame spoke, he overspoke Kwame. He um yeah, it became almost like a power thing, like, um, but you don't have her, she mine. So don't worry about it. She she with me, but she didn't choose you, she chose me. So you know how men you you guys know. Well, Marshall, you a male. <laughs> you know how men have that ego sometimes and it's like yeah. everything is a game. Like, well, well, I wanna. You didn't wanna, like why well, the game is the winner. And I think that's where um, Hollywood's coming from. Like, well, I want her. With Kwame, it's not so much about a win so much. um, They genuinely had a connection. And he's a grown man. (laughs) I mean, everything about this guy exudes grown man. From his personality to his physique to how he talked to her. Even when they were dating, he asked her permission. Can I pursue you? And you know, I was like, "Whoa!" He almost knocked me off the couch. I said, "Whoa, whoa, we won! Run that back!" He said. He looked her in her eyes. He said, "Ashley, do I have your permission to pursue you?" Jesus. <laughs> and I know, I know how you was feeling, Ashley, in that moment, honey. Girl was just like, "Jesus!" And she even said, "Kind of confessional." She was more like, "Get it together, girl. Get it together." I know. And you know why you felt like that? Because that was a grown man talking to you. Yeah, not the boy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And that's coming from a male, my co-host. Oh, yeah. Yes, Absolutely. it hit. Di- that thing hit totally different. And meanwhile, Hollywood arguing with, you know, arguing with Kwame back and forth. It was so immature. And um, as I wanted to bring that up because I'm like, actually, if you can't see that. I'm putting it on the table so you can see that and other young ladies can see that. That's one, that's a red flag on the play right there. He hasn't grown up. He hasn't matured. Um, if the guy is more interested in like if you he's not active listening to you too. And I noticed that with whenever you tell about how you feel about things, what you want, he's listening to respond. Mm-hmm. He's not listening to understand mm-hmm. you. Right. And that was bringing out frustration on your behalf and honestly on my behalf and everybody, some of the viewers that were watching because I was seeing the commentary and it's like it's frustrating because and even I was watching one of the um, interviews on YouTube and the guy was interviewing Hollywood and he said, are you listening man? Like really, are you listening? Because Hollywood is so Hollywood and there's nothing wrong with being yourself because you are authentic, you are being authentically you, I give you that. That's you, but you sew into your head of of wanting to comment how you would comment, how you would say things, and you just want to express yourself so much. You're not listening mm. to what people are asking you. You, it's like you already got a pre, um, medicated, not medicated, well, yeah, formulated, um, answer for what people are going to say. So you can be deflective and defensive to the situation. You totally miss the ball. And you do that a lot. So it's like coming into the situation, you even told Ashley, okay, y'all knew y'all were going on dates. Duh. That's what you signed up for this for. So you, before y'all went on the dates, in your head, you were saying, like you know, on the interview, you said, well, the intention was not to catch feelings. We're going to go on these dates, but the intention is I'm not going to Basically, I'm not going to put in the work. It's like going to therapy and saying, I'm going to show up, but I ain't going to do the work. Why show up? 
why be on the show then? Come on now. You wasting everybody's time and you're on. Ashley showed up and she said she's doing the work. Ashley was in it for what it was. It wasn't so, I think, with Hollywood ego perspective, it was, well, Ashley just want to go on dates to go on with other men. And he's, his male ego was like, well, I don't want my woman with other men. Get out of that. Y'all on it to figure out if y'all should be together or not. And the only way you're going to figure it out is to have a different like experience. Mm-hmm. It's just like we go back to the last episode, outgrowing friendships. Um, you have to experience other things to figure out if this is what I need. If you're comfortable, again, y'all been together for nine something years. If you're always comfortable in that situation, you're not going to know what else is out there for you. So when Kwame came in the picture, she, he showed her something different because it was different. She's used to dealing with a grown boy. She hadn't experienced a grown man. And so, and of course, you're going to probably feel a little threatened by those dates. And, you know, and, when, and especially it came to when Ashley kept going out with the same guy. Now, I, Ashley wasn't going out with random guys, just these different guys. You have to really watch the show, people. She found a connection with him and kept going on the same date, you know, different dates. And the connection kept building, as it should, when you really date someone. And he got, his ego got in the way and he felt threatened because um, Kwame was coming in on what he considers to be his territory. Mm-hmm. And, um, but he started being manipulative towards Ashley. Every time before, it, it brought hostility within their home. Every time Ashley would get ready to go on a date, he would grill her and be like, well, you can't do this and this. Try to make her feel guilty for having a feeling for someone else having making her feel guilty for wanting to go on a date tries he was trying to manipulate her in a way so she would not want no one mm-hmm. but him and let me tell you that's not what you do men or women it don't matter who you are like you got to be sure yourself it was definitely an insecurity move we get it we understand but you can't you can't project your insecurities on someone else where it almost comes off threatening where it comes off manipulative like that and controlling. And I know, Hollywood, you don't want to be labeled as any of those. And I'm not trying to label you that, but I'm letting you see what your behavior is showing and projecting. And and Ashley keeps saying over and over, I don't feel safe in this relationship. And we got to get into it. Um, And that's why she doesn't feel safe. It's because of how your behavior is showing up because of your insecurities that you haven't checked yet, you haven't dealt with yet, you haven't healed from yet, and you haven't grown up on yet. You're losing your woman because of that. It ain't about another man coming in. You ain't losing your woman because of another man. You ain't losing your another woman because of what the viewers are watching on TV and telling her to do. This is real mm-hmm. what you're putting out here. You're you, losing your absolutely. woman because of you. Absolutely. So, yeah, go but, ahead, Roscoe. Um, oh, yeah, I didn't mean to cut no, you ahead, off. But, um, but yeah, you, you said so much, and I haven't even seen the show, uh, but I'm definitely going to look it up tonight <laughs> when I get home. But, um, yeah, it was so many nuggets in that. And on the issue of a grown grown boy, grown girl, grown woman, as you said, age does not make you grown. And we think that. Because you're like, oh, I'm grown. I do what I want to do, this, that, and the third. No, that's not always true. It's a maturity level because you can be grown and still be very immature. And 
it's all about how you carry yourself, how you approach things, how you communicate, going to the communication between a man and a woman. All right. The one guy was asking her, like, do I have your permission? And the other dude just has like a sense of entitlement, this mind. But uh, as you said, the male mm-hmm. ego does play a role in that. So uh, it's kind of like what we said in the last episode. And especially with men, we don't like to get confronted about our issue because of that ego. Uh, we like to deflect situations. We certainly do. And when it comes to relationships, we do. Uh, a lot of men are possessive by nature, not controlling, but possessive. We like to say, that's mine. Oh, her, that's my woman. You know, even with like material possessions, this is my car. This is my house. Like, cause uh, men, we are, again, we're driven by like achievement. And, uh, you know, a lot of men like to be, be in, uh, you know, competition as well, you know, with others in as far as things they got, things they achieved. And that's a you know dangerous situation too, but uh, it is all about your approach and everything. Just like uh, uh, I was listening to Steve Harvey this morning, and uh, you know they do the strawberry letter, and mm-hmm. uh, this lady wrote the entire. She was dating a guy who was forty three years old. Uh, he has no job. He lived with someone else on the couch, and uh, he wants to be a Hollywood screenwriter. And uh, the lady wrote in and said that you know he's forty three years old. And uh, he said once uh, his movie script gets picked up, he'll be set for life. Well, Steve and Shirley Strawberry on the show was saying like, okay, what man just sitting around waiting for that to happen? In the meantime, you could be doing other things because the lady wrote in and said they had went out a couple of times and his car got declined. Uh, they wanted to stay in the hotel room and his car got declined there. And he said he called the bank and said <laughs> there's a glitch in the system <laughs> at the bank. But Steve was saying, like, how, yeah, the glitch is you ain't got no money and everything. But it ain't about the material thing. And she was asking, is she being a fool or should she wait on on uh, this script and see, as you said, his potential? And that is key when you're dating someone. Yeah, you cannot go off potential alone. Their reality, what you see right now is what you get. And pursuing is not going to necessarily change that. Like, and I see this a lot with women. They get in a relationship with a dude that they know is not good for them, that they know uh, that they shouldn't be in, but they have this mentality of, I'm going to change him. Well, the truth of the matter is, no, you're not. You're not going to do it. You're not, because he's going to, changing is an inside job. He's going to have to want to change for himself. Now, you can meet somebody, and you'll be like, wow, this lady, she's different from anybody else that I ever met. And then you'll be like, okay, yeah, I got to get myself together because I want her. So, uh, and I think that's the situation you're talking about with that show with the guy asking for permission. She's seeing something like, wow, the guy I'm with, he, mm-hmm. he didn't do that because he's a grown boy. But this grown man is asking me and I see something different in him that I've never seen before, even though I've been with this other guy for years. And then that's another way that uh, entitlement can come in because we're like, like you say, the history. We're like, oh, we've been with this person for years and years and you can get a little arrogant and think, oh, this person is not going anywhere. But all it takes is for them to get exposed to something different one time and then their mind open up and their heart open up and be like, wow, I've been selling myself short. I've been basically playing the fool mm-hmm. all this time. And and uh, some people do mm-hmm. decide to remain in those uh, as we were saying on the last uh, broadcast. It's a toxic situation because it's comfort and then they're scared of trying or they see themselves as starting over and then it's a fear of being lonely. But sometimes there are power. There is power in being lonely. Okay, that's how you discover yourself. 
That's how you build confidence. That's how you decide to set boundaries. So, okay, I will accept this. I will no longer accept that. I will not accept a guy stringing me along for five, ten years and had no direction of the ship is going and everything. So uh, that's that's the power of loneliness. But, yes, we do, as far as men, we let the ego get in the way. And then uh, sometimes, you know, as far as women, they stay in these relationships. They had no business being in just thinking they can change a guy, and he is not going to change. He has to want that for himself. It's the inside job. And then once you see that he is changing, then maybe things will, will be different. But I think in more cases than not, that kind of happens at the beginning of a relationship. Again, if you even if you got a guy who, who was a player, had girls all over town with a different woman every day, every night, or whatever. Like, all it takes is one. If he see one that is completely different from all the ones that he's talked to, he'll get it together. But he has to see that difference. And that difference comes in, in again, mm-hmm. going back to grown, grown boy, grown girl. How do you carry yourself? That factors into being grown. It has nothing to do with age. That's why you see, you can see some 20-year-olds who are more mature than 50-year-olds. Okay? I mean, it has nothing to do with age. Mm-hmm. Like the saying says, uh, with age comes wisdom. No, not necessarily. Not always. Not always. And there are some certain factors that can play into that. Like, you know, going back, you know, uh, how you was raised, uh, that can play a factor. And then, of course, the company you keep. And the thing is, uh, with men, sometimes even, uh, like I said about with women staying in relationships, sometimes men hold on to friendships with guys who uh, they shouldn't be hanging around no more because they continue feeding this false narrative of what it means to be a man. And again, it could be they tell it, the friends tell them, oh, mm-hmm. well, you have to be a womanizer. Uh, yeah, and you're speaking about uh, how the guy was over talking his lady. But see, that men do often do that. And I, I used to do that. Well, sometimes I may still do it. Uh, it's one of the things I'm working on myself, it's one of my flaws of when I get into a disagreement with somebody, I try to over talk to them, and that gives me a false sense of power but not realize it's just my ego and everything. And I want to, we, and going Mm -hmm. to the communication thing, we want to, especially men, we want to have that set of satisfaction of someone saying, okay, you're right, you won. But sometimes it ain't always about winning an argument or disagreement. And by argument, I ain't necessarily talking about, you know, you fussing and cussing or to like physical altercations with somebody you're in a relationship with. But uh, if you're in a real relationship, disagreements are going to come. But that's why, because you're two different in- individuals. Uh, you may have different perspectives on life, but uh, in life, but uh, you still might have some commonalities here and there. But everybody wants to see that, I, that I'm right. Like a man that overtalked to his woman, he just wants to say, I'm right to feed his ego. A girl, a woman who loud talk, foot stomp, roll the neck all the time. She just want to hear, I'm right. When really, sometimes uh, that's a uh, it's insecurity on both parts. And when a man, man and a woman both do that, and uh, in a way, it does feed both egos. You don't hear about the ego a lot with the woman, but that sense of power of uh, it's a I think it's a misconception with women on what a strong woman means. They think being a strong woman means mm-hmm. being loud, being you know the rolling of the neck, stumping of the feet. When sometimes the strongest women out there are sometimes the quiet, more introverted, yet confident, uh, won't put up with anything. Uh, you know, I always think about, uh, you know, talk about how, you know, the communication again and how women are approached 
Okay, you got a dude with the with the hey shorty, hey ma, all that and everything. You say that to a certain woman and she pays you no attention. It ain't because she's stuck up. It's because she's a strong woman. She knows who she is. And she knows with the vibe that you're giving off, I don't want that. So you're wasting your time calling me that. And then so when that happens and a man, like uh, I can remember, this was years ago. Uh, I was probably like in high school. I was down in Augusta, Georgia, walking through the mall. And uh, it was a guy walking behind me and you know how you're in, a, in the mall and somebody's walking behind you and somebody could be kind of beside you. And there was this guy trying to holler at the girl. He was like, hey, shorty, hey, shorty. And she just kept walking. And he was just, he cussed her out. He was like, if you, you B-I-T-C-H, well, hold up. Just a second ago, you was trying to yep. talk to her. Now she's a, a B word. What's going on here? So his ego was crushed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, men don't like rejection. And he got rejected while people were around, around and he didn't like it. So that becomes, again, give us that false sense of power in it. And, uh, you know, we don't like the rejection. So as men, we have to, when that happens, first of all, you need to learn how to approach a lady the right way. Again, going back, you're talking to the show, how to do, ask for permission and stuff. What happened to walking up to a woman and be like, hey, how you doing? What's your name? Uh, ain't nothing wrong with you been saying. Yeah, ain't yeah. nothing wrong with saying, I find you attractive. Can I have your number? Uh, can we go out sometime? What happened to that? People say that's old fashioned. No, it's not. No, it's not. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. absolutely. But uh, but it is differences. And, uh, you know, and it is key to recognize those differences. And you have to recognize, like, all these false narratives about what it means to be a man, what it means to be a woman, what it means to be a strong woman. Or if a man, like, shows emotion to even say, I'm really into a girl or into a woman, that's a sign of weakness and stuff. No, all that is false narratives. And the people who get this concept are the people who have the stronger relationships. Like you find a lot of women who get jealous of friends who are married or got rings on their finger. Okay, what did she do different to attract that type of man that you're not doing? To the women that say all men are dogs. No, all men are not dogs. The one you attract are dogs. What is it in you that keep attracting the same type of man? And the same for uh, for men who... uh. Because deep down, like, again, it's this narrative out there about men, a real man has a lot of women and everything like that. But deep down, every man, I don't care what he say, every man, he wants to settle down too. Deep down, he wants to settle down. He'll never say that in front of his friends. He won't say it around anybody else. But deep down, and God placed that desire in you because from the beginning, when Adam and Eve were created, God said it is not, it is not good for man to be alone. So what he did. He said, I'm going to create a woman. And he deep, he reached in uh, to Adam's rib and he created the woman. And so the desire is there no matter what a man, the front, and guys, we're good at front. We like to play this hard thing. Every man desires a committed relationship. But ego gets in the way. It could be certain friends getting in the way. And they're not, we're not taught how to approach. Some men, they even seen, grow up seeing daddies who were like womanizers and some of the older generations, some of the OGs probably even told them, like, yeah, this is a part of being a man and everything, and it's not. But, again, the men who are settled down and married, being faithful, doing what they're supposed to do, all it took was they saw a right woman, they approached the right, and they said, you are different from any other woman that I ever met, and that's why they are together. Absolutely. <laughs> <Child. laughs> Go off. Go off on her. I know. Like, I was taking notes when you were talking because there's so many stuff we're going to hit on. Like, dang. Ladies, did you hear that? 
fellas, did you hear all of that? I mean, let's start with you cannot raise a man, okay? Women, we are nurturers by habit. That's who we are. Yes, we that nurturing bone is going to be within us. When God used that rib, that nurturing bone is in that rib, of us, okay? But just like K. Michelle said, you cannot raise right. a man. That's not your job. Okay. Um, yes, you we'll get into another topic about raising little boys and if you have sons, but your son is different. Your man, the man who's supposed to be your, your man, if he comes into a relationship with you, right, he is not your son. That is not your job to raise him. When a guy approaches you, he's to be approaching you as a grown man. And too many of you, and I love you, I love my sisters, but too many of y'all are getting in a relationship with grown boys, not grown men. And that's why your spirit is being broken. That's why your dreams are being crushed. That's why you're feeling frustrated. You're feeling burnt out. You're overwhelmed. You're feeling like I can't get nowhere. I'm at a crossroad. We're bumping heads. It's because you're trying to do the job of raising someone who hasn't finished raising themselves not your job okay and i love it j-lo even has a song that says boy i ain't your mama okay <laughs> y'all need to be going around saying that and i'll be looking at some guys sometimes too like when they're like i am not your mama boy i ain't gonna do your laundry i ain't your mama now when i'm married I'm different that's because that's my grown man but i'm saying we in a relationship <laughs> no and a lot of y'all don't not seeing that, getting that. Go back and listen to K. Michelle. There's some, some lyrics in that song telling you the truth. Um, I think there's a thing in our culture where we're comfortable with this thing called struggle mm, love. Wow. Where we feel like love, if, it, if it's not a struggle, it's not love. Now, getting it right, in life, achieving your goals, achieving stuff like that, yeah, there's going to be a struggle. There's a process, a struggle to get to that. Don't get it twisted with mm. you when it comes to your heart. Don't get it twisted there. Love shouldn't mm. be about a struggle. We're not in the struggle together. You know what I mean? Like People think, um, okay, if he don't cheat on me, if there's no chaos, if there's like no peace and all this stuff like that, then it ain't really love. And and that's not true. Love is not love. Love is a, a place of peace. You know what I mean? Like if you not having your mm -hmm. peace in relationship, you got to be thinking some things. The Bible tells you Absolutely. the definition of love. Mm -hmm. Love is kind. Okay, first of all, let's, let's start there. Let me say, mm -hmm. love is kind. Kindness is missing in this world. If you ain't got no kindness in your relationship, key indication, love is kind. Patient. Mm -hmm. It is patient. And I'm not going to say them all in order, but I'm going to just hint on a couple of these things. It is not easily right. angered. If you walk around with someone with a chip on their shoulder, you're in a relationship with someone who gets anger easily, that ain't love. Red flag. It does not. Yes, on the play. It is, it does not boast. It is not envy. Boast, brag, ego. Boast and ego mm -hmm. go together. 
It's not about his ego or her ego. It is not envy. If your spouse is envious of you, you got dreams and goals and your spouse is mm. trying to hold you down. Mm-hmm. That is not love. Preach. They're supposed to compliment mm. you. They're supposed to help you. If I got a goal, you need to come in and almost right. invest in me in this goal. Okay? What you bringing in on an investment to help me reach my goal, not hold me back. If I was soaring before you came in my life and then you come in my life and you bring me down several levels, we if I'm not I start, I'm not leveling up and I'm leveling down. Right. It's not love. You better check it. Some of y'all are in relationships with guys right now, women, who mm-hmm. envy you. Absolutely. Envy you. And that's not because his ego ain't checked. He right. don't know who he is as a man. And we all know sometimes men contribute to who they are mm-hmm. by their career. Get it. Got it. And we are in some treacherous times right now where people are not working. Things have shift. You need to watch how that man Absolutely. navigates through this shift. How he going? That's what I'm saying. Y'all not going through seasons. Go back to the other episode. You got to go through seasons with people. When you lose right. your job, how you at? How's your comeback? How you res- are you resilient? Do you complain? I know it's not saying you can't help a man. You know, like we can help each other. You might, you know, financially. But let me see what your financial plan before. You know, let's see what mm-hmm. you got. What's going on? Talk mm-hmm. to me. What's our plan? If you are the fallback, if he if he is supporting like suddenly on you as the financial breadwork on winner, that ain't a fallback plan. Now, I'm not talking about if the man gets sick and you have to help him financially or yeah, help the family has, financially. Yeah. That's different. Mm-hmm. Yes. But this right here? <laughs> no. Absolutely. Okay. You need to watch that. So many of my women, my sisters, y'all are in relationship with guys who are jealous Absolutely. of you. I'm just going to say it. Absolutely. They see you shining. And he will come in and try to dim your light. <clears throat> That's narcissistic behavior. We ain't even going to go deep on narcissistic. I know y'all know what a narcissist is. It's all out there. We'll do a whole episode on that. But that's mm-hmm. what it is. You were shining and you were confident before yep. he came into your life. Absolutely. Red flag. And now you're not feeling the same. He dimming your spark. Ain't no man, no no grown man is going to do that. And I'm going to go back to Kwame because even there was a follow-up interview with Kwame and Ashley and watched them on the live and she was outside talking to him on the live and when she didn't tell him, but when he found out she was outside alone because someone came up and checked on her and said, girl, you all right? You good? And it came out that she was in the parking lot. He got off the he got off that live so quick he was like, Ashley, let's wrap this up. He's like, let me, and she wouldn't even say it out of her mouth. He said, wait a minute, I just, you outside in the dark by yourself mm-hmm. in a parking lot? Ashley, get on the drive. And I love it. He's, and, and it was in his tone. Go back, listen, watch. He was like, Ashley, get off this five. You are outside in a parking lot by yourself. That's not safe. Her right. safety. Mm-hmm. Protect. He didn't care about whether or not he was getting to talk to her. He didn't care about 
being able to be in her essence as much as he might want to be with her, even though she was, you know, somebody else, her safety right. came Absolutely. first. Absolutely. He said, put my wants aside. I got to make sure you good. Wow. You got men, and before Roscoe said, you got men out here, not men, grown boys, who women, who will call you in the middle of the night and say, come on over. And, and you will get in your car mm, mm, mm. and drive mm. and go see him. Right. That is not safe. If a man wants to see you, he needs to get in his <laughs> car and Creep. come to you. I don't care. Who he call, whatever it is, we're getting to that another time. I don't care. I ain't getting in my car at no time after dark to go see no man. Absolutely. Okay? <laughs> you want to see me? You come and see me. I ain't never had that problem. Ever. <laughs> y'all know y'all don't y'all doubt y'all don't know y'all worth and y'all value. I don't care. He can come see you if he ain't got well, he ain't got no Why? he ain't got no <laughs> car. Why you with him? Oh man, that's so good. Okay. I mean, he gotta have shelter. If a guy, I mean, first of all, he gotta have his own place, he gotta have his own car, he gotta have a job, even whether he's hustling. I mean, if it's a nine to five or he's working for himself or he's trying to get him whatever, he got to have that in play before you should even be in a relationship, girlfriend, boyfriend, relationship with anybody. That's key. I'm not talking about being in a relationship with someone and their car um break down. But even so, his car break down. What's his fallback plan? Does he have money to get a rental? Get Does fixed, he have yeah. money to get it fixed? Does he have money to get another one? What's that? That's what you're seeing now. What can? What happens when life happens? How does he handle those situations? Absolutely. And now what happens is he's like, well, she'll take me to work every day. Mm -hmm. And then you sit him here using up your gas, taking him to work. You doing this. Now you became his chauffeur. Now you became his crutch and everything. And he yeah. is not manning okay. up to the situation. Stop right. degrading yourself. Right. And it's okay to say no. Some of y'all are just afraid to say no to things. It's like, ladies, what you don't do, you make it hard on right. other women. Okay? Where the when you allow yourself to be disrespected, it tells men that they can do that. Or guys, rather. Grown men, boys. I, it's okay. this, this is acceptable. So when you put your foot down and say, no, I am not accepting this, there might be some pushback. They might be like, what? Why? You know why? Because women have normalized it so much mm -hmm. and made it acceptable that guys be like, well, I'll go to the next one who will let. Go. And you are Absolutely. so afraid that he's going to go to the next one. Yeah. Let his ass go. <laughs> Excuse my friend. Let it go. Let that headache go. And thank God he was redirected right. out of your life. Let that go. But don't, don't. Don't disrespect yourself to come down to that level and accept that Absolutely. just because you're lonely. And that's Baby. what it down to, like, no fear of being lonely and then i mean and that's so key which is about protection like men like we have learned to protect without being controlling that's just like me like with my wife and my daughter like like sometimes you know ever so often on the weekends they be like okay we're going to head out here like a little you know mommy daughter time they might go through to a few shops and everything i'm like okay y'all be careful check your surroundings and do not be out after dark without me you know that's not being controlling but that's being protective and in, in this day and time like uh you know 
you have all this, uh, you know, you don't live in fear, but you do recognize the times that we in with, you know, a lot of crime and everything and sex trafficking and, you know, stuff like that and everything. And uh, so I, I tell them that. And then, again, that's a good point about, like, a guy calls a woman in the middle of the night. We hours of the morning. And let's say you live, like, he lives, like, an hour away from you and everything. That, I mean, come on. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to, you can't let fear of being lonely common sense. And then also, you, you know, uh, I want to speak on that, what you're saying about men being jealous of women. That is so true. Because when I was talking about how men don't like rejection and everything, and we see a woman who has herself together, a guy who, no, he doesn't have himself quite together, he feels intimidated by that. He feels, it makes him feel more insecure. And he is jealous of a woman because especially in today's culture, it's not like it was in like our parents and grandparents culture where a lot of times like, okay, a man, a man should always be a provider and everything. And it, it was a lot of cases in which like uh, a man and woman would get married and the woman, let's say she might not have a job or might not even work throughout the marriage, but everything would be good because the man was a sole breadwinner. But now these days, a woman, a lot of women are not waiting on men. Okay, they might still desire men, but they're not waiting on a man to get their own houses, to get their own cars and everything. Because I know, I, I think about like, you know, me being a realtor and a lot of the first time home buyers that I deal with are single women and they are single black women. And I read a report, this was in what, like Entrepreneur mm -hmm. Magazine that's saying the highest population of new entrepreneurs over the last few years have been black women. And I'm like, wow, they're not waiting on anybody. They're not saying I need a man to those who do that are not saying I don't need a man to define me. And even though they might still have a desire to have a man, but going in, they know what they want. They know their boundaries. They know what they're going to accept, what they're not going to accept. And the man that comes into their life is going to have to bring something of value and not just, they're not just going to settle for anything. So that's when the jealousy come in. They be like, oh, I see this woman. Oh, this woman. Oh, she may be. Oh, she may be an attorney or something, or she owns her own business and everything, and I do not. Okay, so I'm jealous of her, and she just don't want any type of man. Okay, that, that doesn't mean that she's stuck up, because that's our, our defense mechanism. Oh, she just stuck up and everything like that. You see a woman walking across the parking lot. She got on her business suit, business skirt or whatever. You know she's going to, to a job and everything, okay? And you sitting there just looking all raggedy and everything, and that's not putting you down and everything. Or, or whatever, but she knows what she wants. She's not stuck up high maintenance. We like using that term high maintenance. No, she's confident. She knows what she wants. She got herself together. And she realized that somebody that she wants to date would have to add value. Add value that's not always like monetarily. Okay. Okay. Do you have the same character? Do you have the same value? Do you have the same work ethic that may have got her uh, to the level that she's at in her career? Because this is something people don't understand as well. People always say, oh, I want this, I want that. You don't get what you want. You attract what you are. And, I mean, you know, you could say you want, mm -hmm. like, a woman. You could say, oh, I want a man that makes six figures, uh, got a six-pack and all this. Okay. Do you have it yourself? Okay. Because if you get with a man like that, you're going to end up being elite. And you're not going to end up adding any value to the relationship. None at all. And, and, and that's, you know, that's how the... Uh, uh, the, you know, the jealousy and everything else, you know, plays a factor. Absolutely.
Absolutely. I mean, um, that's what people don't understand. We we all have written our list mm-hmm. of what we want in the opposite sex. Men have, women have. And that's so true when you say you attract what you are. A lot of times we be putting the man's out here, well, I want this and I want that and he got to have this and she got to have that. Yeah, and you're right. not even a reflection of that yourself. And it's like, honestly, you really are yeah. attracting what you are. So if you are attracting a grown boy, keep them grown boys keep coming your way. Mm-hmm. Look at your mindset. How do you, no matter what your outside physique look like, no matter your age, it don't matter if you got your house, it don't matter if you got your car, has your mindset right. caught up to your life? How are you operating? That's why they keep coming your way. If you keep attracting narcissistic men, Somewhere in there, some you right, got loving yourself, sis. That's where it is. Is your love is off with you, and you got to figure out because when you know yourself and you're sure of yourself, you know what you want and what you don't want, right. and you don't waver on it. But when someone come to you and they don't have what's on your internal list. You don't be like, mm, yeah, he got potential. Mm, nah, let me. T-. No, you be like, no, because I know he don't have what I'm needing right now. We gonna, it's gonna end up being some confusion. It's gonna end up being a mess. Keep it moving. Don't be such a rush to be like, oh, right. oh my god, I'm turning forty. Oh my god, I'm turning this and that. That might be the best thing to come mm-hmm. my way. No. No, 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 no. We are settling thinking we're not going to get no better. We're thinking this is as good as it's going to get. Or, well, nobody's perfect. Well, at least he has 10 things on my list. No, you made a list for a reason. He want, <laughs> You want everything on that list. Stop settling. Now, yeah, you can accept people flaws. That's a whole nother different conversation. But if you know you want certain things for your life, you know, you know what your future goals and your plans are. And you know this man, based upon what he wants for his life or what he's presenting to the table, can't mm-hmm. do it. Don't sell yourself short. Don't settle thinking, oh, he's he got eight out of ten. That's good enough. I'm close. I can work with this. No. You keep on moving. That means you're getting closer. That's mm-hmm. what that means. That's telling you yeah, you're getting absolutely. there. Let's keep working. And if you're not sure, you can, there's no room to say you can't date someone. But when you date someone, know how to date them. I dropped Megan Good's book, The Weight. You really need to read that because it's like you can date people. They don't have to be your boo. Mm-hmm. It's like we yeah. want to give people a title so bad. That's my boo. That's my this. My dad. That's my babe. Oh, girl, I want to go on the babe vacation so bad. Like, I'm mm-hmm. seeing everybody put up their own babe vacation. So you in a rush to get in a relationship just so you can go on a babe vacation? <laughs> right. You just want to go on a, a vacation with a man mm-hmm. so bad you're going to rush into the wrong relationship just so you can say you had that experience. And meanwhile, you're going to take someone, again, that God didn't authorize, and you're going to take him mm-hmm. to Tahiti or whatever, and you're going to have a bad experience there. And so now, every time someone prays up, to to, yeah. <laughs> you're going to be thinking about right. the bad experience. 
No. If no. you want to get to Tahiti, go by yourself. Have a great time. So when somebody mm-hmm. bring it up, girl, Absolutely. Tahiti was the bomb. Okay? Like, real, real talk. I used to go on trips a lot, but um, the way I would do it, I was a part of a travel club where um, this lady, I know, um, she gave a lot of trips. Do a lot of trips, rather. And um, I would, if I went, I would take one girlfriend, mm-hmm. not an entourage. We talked about that in the um, girlfriend friendships. I would take one friend and we would go and then we would meet a bunch of different people. You know, so it would be other people there with their friends or maybe like one person, you know, like the first time I went to New York, I did the New York trip like that mm-hmm. years ago. And it was fun. It was really fun. Different people from different places. I got to see the city for the first time, like all the boroughs. It was fun. And um. But because I wanted to go, I didn't let nobody hold me back. I'm not waiting because I want to go to New York. Right. I ain't waiting to get a boyfriend just to go to New York. I ain't waiting to go a boyfriend and go to Jamaica or do some of y'all waiting. And I'm using women, but women and men, some of y'all are holding your lives back, waiting for a relationship to do the things that you mm-hmm. always wanted to do. Right. No. You, Absolutely. you don't know what's going to happen. You wake up. You better read my blogs. I lost my eyesight one time. You don't know. You know what I'm saying? If you wait and then you don't you don't get right. the experience waiting on people. Mm. What the wrong stuff. So I said, go back to you, mm-hmm. you are attracting what you are. And if you don't like the what mirror, you're attracting, absolutely. look in the you mirror at yourself. you. And ask, yes, ask yourself, what am I giving off? What am I giving off that's attracting these guys or women? Like, what is what is my aura? What am I really giving off? Some of you, Whoa. you can look at your posts and see what you're giving off. Speak on it. Okay. Some of y'all can really, I, I can see. And I'm not putting anybody down, but I'm just like, and then like, sometimes you ever put up a post and you didn't quite get the comment mm-hmm. you thought you was going to get? You, and then you mad at the people in the comments, but it's like put, you really look and see what you put out. Okay, we're not meaning what we say; we right. mean what we mean. <laughs> That's another thing. <laughs> like y'all get in these relationships with people too, and you're not really being authentic mm-hmm. and telling people what you really want. And again, that goes back to settling. It's like even with Hollywood, there was an interview with that. He was not telling. Ashley what he really wanted he was talking in circles and talking around stuff you're not being direct nobody's mind reader and remember men we don't think like y'all and women you know they don't think like us so and especially if you're on that level to understand how to take yourself outside of yourself Mm -hmm. to see how somebody else thinks you're gonna get it wrong so that's why direct communication is so important because um you have to be intentional and tell people what I want and I don't want. And this is the thing. When you intentionally tell somebody what you want, right. don't be afraid of the outcome. If they say no, you know, like if they're not with it, don't change. Don't falter. Move that on, means right. it's time for you to move on. And now Absolutely. you know the answer. I don't care how blind they are. It's like, looks fake, okay? When I was in, I mean, I know people who were probably the finest of the fine growing up, yeah. and now you look at them that, like, Oop, that physical whoop. stuff changed. <laughs> whoop. Yeah. Life? 
been through you. Yeah. And not putting nobody down, but I mean, real talk. And I know some people who age yeah. in <laughs> reverse differently. I mean, you just never know. Like, I'm going to be real talk. <laughs> there was one time in my life people said I look like Laura Winslow when I was little. I didn't see that. No shade to her. I like her. But and then there was my 10th grade year. I looked like Tatiana <laughs> Ali, like for real, for real. And I was like, whoa, whoa. And people were saying this. You're like, why do you look like you mimicking Tati? And I had real truth Tatiana vibes back then looking just like her. And I was like, this is weird. Now, but it was cool. You know, who don't want to look like Tati? Tati's a very pretty girl. And I, I didn't mind it. But I was like, it was weird for me because I'm like, what is going on? Like, I just look different. And, you know, and as I get older, it's different. And I am aging backwards. You know, I always talk about my age. I don't look my age. And so it's like, for me, when I was younger, women, um, guys, some guys used to tell me, well, you don't look grown like the other girls. Well, you don't look like this and you're not looking like a woman. <laughs> look, get out of my face. Because I'm not trying to grow up before my time, one. Second, right. I didn't ask you to come in my face anyway. Okay. <laughs> and three, I'm cool with it. You ain't cool with it. I don't care. And guess what? Four, it's right. working for me today. And <laughs> almost 40 and look still in my 20s. How many can say that? That's not a shame, but I'm just saying, work with what you got. Okay. Work with it. Like, don't let people be putting this. Like, you guys have, have got to learn how to guard your heart more. Um, women and men, you guarding your heart. You let too many people speak into you, your life. You let too yeah. many. You listening to too many things. You're watching certain things, and it's all coming. It's giving you the different perceptions. You're seeing things. You're not seeing things the way they should be said because right. you're not too much compared guarding yourself enough. That is. Yeah, because, you know, again, in this age Wait of social media, like you was talking about uh, the things people post and everything, and then people who just want these these vacation and vacations, what they call them and everything. And it's just like when that hashtag used to go around relationship goals. Okay, so you're looking at somebody's picture on social media. and Yeah, they look happy and lovey-dovey and everything. <laughs> and you say, I want that. Yet, you don't know what go on behind the scenes. You don't know what going on in people's house and everything. And, or even like when Facebook came about and it was like relationship status and it had that complicated button under there. I'm like, okay, what is that about? Is that There's really nothing complicated about it. Either you're with someone or you're not. If you have to say it's complicated, it's probably a situation that you don't need to be in. But, but um, you know, with the comparison, and, and again, uh, you mentioned it about the age thing, and I, I know uh, this is probably more common among women. Like, they're like, oh, I want to be married by 25, 30. I want to have kids by this age. And it might not be your time, and a lot of women end up selling. And, and some men here and there do, because I, I can speak for myself. Like, uh, there was a time that when I said I wanted to be married by 25, okay? I didn't marry till I was, what, 32, Okay, but um, I didn't get mad and I didn't go out there and settle because I didn't hit that 25, uh, if you want to call it the original goal. Um, I just like, you know, it was a thought and everything like that because I, I believe that's an age. You know, you're still young, but 
I still believe that's at an age where you really need to start getting serious about your life and what you want to do and everything. And, and that don't mean things can't change. But, uh, but yeah, this comparison and uh, just looking at these pictures, because I, I could think, as I'm talking now, and I'm not putting nobody down. I'm not judging them. I, I wish everybody the best. But I could think of at least three couples I know right now who used to use that hashtag relationship goals, and they used to post all these lovey-dovey pictures and everything like that. And they are like not together today, like you know, and everything. So it is about it goes back to what we we're saying uh, in the previous episodes about friendship. When it comes to relationships, self awareness, know who you are. It helps establish those boundaries, and you won't continue to get taken advantage of. And please stop the comparison. Looking at your friends, as, as you said, having all these people in your ear telling you all these different things, well, that's going to cause confusion. And then uh, what you hear on, you're going to act on. And then, so you hear confusion, you're going to act confusion. And then the result of your life is going to be confusion. You're going to date people that you that you had no business dating. Do things you had no business doing. All to try to keep up. All because uh, and it could be pressure from, it can even be pressure from family members. Of uh, And again, I think this happened a lot with women. You ain't married yet. You ain't had a baby yet. What you waiting on? Well, even yeah, that's your family. They love you, but that's none of their business. Like, you know, you have to let God reveal that to you when the time it is right. So quit selling, quit comparing, be self-aware. Take some time for yourself. Get to know yourself. All right. Get to know how to set boundaries and say, yeah, I want this. I'm not going to tolerate that. I'm tired of playing the puppet, being taken advantage of. All right, what do I want? Look yourself in the mirror. Miss Michael Jackson said, the man in the mirror. That was such a prophetic song, man. The man in the mirror. Start there. Examine yourself. Know who you are. And quit looking for all these out, outside influences to validate you. Because at some point, if you keep doing that, you're going to continuous, continuously uh, get uh, continue to get taken advantage of. And you'll, you'll just go through life wasting so much precious time of looking for appeasement or healing or placing a burden to someone else to heal your wounds because you didn't examine yourself and you're going to jump from person to person relationship relationship and you're going to wonder why are things not working and all it takes is just a few moments a few moments to look at me like okay what's wrong with me what are those unhealed areas of my life to keep me to keep attracting the same type of person so self-examination stop the comparisons and you just set the, set the proper boundaries. And then you'll, when the right, right person come, you'll add value to their life and you'll be, you'll be a, a giver and not a taker. And even being a giver, that don't mean that uh, you jump every time someone says jump, but it'll be mutual. It'll be kind of like, uh, I think I heard T.D. Jakes use the term mutual submission. Like we always hear about, uh, you know, woman submitting to the man, uh, husband, uh, wife submitting to the husband. But, uh, but mutual submission means as, as, in, as you was, we were talking about with communication, it was so not talking over, but you are listening to someone so you can understand and not just listening for a premeditated response and everything. And all that ties into the traits of love we were talking about, that by talking about love is kind and patient and, uh, you know, long suffering keeps no record of wrong. And that's another big one about keeping record of wrong. If you get into, let's just say you've had a lot of, let's just say failed relationships over a period of time. And then you get into a new relationship and you find someone who actually is into you and they see a future with you. Okay. But the record of wrongs, that could be record of wrongs in a current relationship or a past relationship. Okay. 
if you don't deal with that, if you get in a new relationship, you're not here from past hurts, you're going to hold that new person that you're currently in a relationship with responsible for what others did, okay? And that is a way of keeping a record around too, and it won't allow you to love that person properly. Then next thing you know, you lost out on a good thing because once again, you didn't deal with those issues. So examine yourself and quit the comparisons, okay? And set the proper boundaries and know what you want and know what you don't want. that because um you hit on a lot of gems right there you guys no nah, i'm not gonna go there i will say this we'll we'll talk about self-respect like what he was saying looking in the mirror with michael jackson y'all i'm i'm, I'm really gonna throw this out there too <laughs> Some of y'all need to go back and listen to some Michael music. Michael was hitting at Stranger in Moscow, talked about the state of the world, how it is, different things. You want to learn how to be kind? Mm -hmm. Go listen to some Michael Jackson. Listen to it differently. It's going to hit you differently than it used to. Not just like the beat of it, the the fun of it. Go listen to some of the stuff Michael was telling you that he went through. Um, Self-respect. You have a name. And I'm going to speak to the ladies right now. This can happen to men too, but I have a name. <laughs> you are not going to call me right. shoddy. Ma, A, A-O. You ain't going to call me none of that. If you are a guy and you want to get to know me and you see me, you're going to come up to me and just like in that Jay-Z song, mm-hmm. excuse me, miss. What's your name? We can start there. And and I, I've heard a guy say before, like, well, how what do I call mm-hmm. you? I don't know you. Excuse me, miss. That's all you got to say. Excuse me, miss. And you don't, at this point, you don't even gotta know if I'm a M-I-S-S or M-S or M-R-S. Miss goals. Excuse me, miss. That was to do. And no matter how old she is, it don't have to be a grown woman, it don't have to be a, a young girl. Any woman, you as you can say, excuse me, miss. <laughs> excuse me, senior, senorita, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, you need to do that. And then she'll tell you how to address her. Mm-hmm. She will tell you, um, okay, this is my name. Or, you know, like maybe she and fellas, she may not feel comfortable mm-hmm. giving you her name off back. Don't get mad because she wants to, you know, some people, some women are like that. We're just like, I got to talk to you for a second. You don't know what she's been through. Just like you guys are learning something that I've been through recently and been attacked. You know, some woman might have been guarded or, you know, or anything might have happened. So she might just be like, mm, I'll talk to you. But mm-hmm. I might have to warm up to you for a second, you know, like that. So you may, you may not get the name and it's OK, um, but it's how you deal with that and respond to that. Don't call her out her name. Don't get yeah. mad. Don't get frustrated. That ego is like and again, that's a grown boy. A man ain't going ego ain't going to bruise that hard. A grown boy. Yeah. And then y'all want to get back. Well, I don't like you anyway. And all this other stuff like that. You got to stop that and women if a guy approach you and that happens you know he's not a right. grown man so you shouldn't be dealing with that anyway 
and if a, a guy approach you and call you yeah. shoddy ma, hey, that's right. wrong, boy. That's exactly. your red like, flag on the play right there I before mean, you go any farther. Somebody calling you ma and started, uh, you want that? You actually stop in your tracks and actually go talk to that? <laughs> like, for real. I remember, uh, as you were saying that, I remember when we was at Winthrop, and you know, like, you know, when the weather was warmer, how everybody used to be hanging outside, outside like Richardson and Wofford and around that circle and everything. And them local guys used to drive through mm-hmm. and would see a group of girls and they would blow the horn and be like, hey, started come here and everything. And I would see girls running to these guys' cars. I'm like, you want to do who rode through yeah. a college campus, blew the horn at you. <laughs> And you went running to the car like Carl Lewis. Like, really? Even at that age, like, even though college ain't been, what, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21 years old, like, I, I just think at that, even at that age, you should know better and know what that dude is about. Or even, like, if you with somebody or you just met, you going out on a date and he does pick you up, but he, he pulls up in the yard or whatever it may be and he blows the horn at you. And doesn't walk up to the door, greet you, and walk you to the car. Really? You want that? And that, that is a red flag. And, and that's another thing. Like, too many red flags go ignored. Like, and you hear people say it all the time. Like, well, I saw this. I know it was a red flag, but I overlooked it. No, this day and time, don't you overlook anything. If any issue come up, you question it immediately. Because that'll help you again. That'll help you to establish, you know, what you're dealing with up front, and it'll save you a lot of heartache in the future. But yeah, that self-respect, hey, my age, Charlie, or even some goes too far, it's the B-word. Somebody you don't know, like, and you like, hey, B-word. And I have seen some some girls, like, stopping their tracks, like, oh, you talking to me? Hey, what's up? I'm like, really? What is wrong with you? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Get some self-esteem here. Hi. <laughs> For real, it's crazy, man. But yeah, exactly. Cause it's like, um, and I know you. You know, some people are young. We got different age ranges listening. So, yeah, when you're hanging around your friends and stuff like that, y'all talking to stuff like that, your friend be like, "Hey, Shawty, hey, Ma." You know, like when yeah. you're a friend, then I have a nickname. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when, <laughs> if you don't know me. You don't know me like that. We just strangers. Okay? Don't be giving me no nickname. A lot of girls look like that. Mm-hmm. That's cute. Like, oh, girl, he called me. Oh, he called right. me. No, I ain't gave you that. I ain't gave you permission to give me no nickname. You don't know me like that to give me a nickname. And a lot of them, they don't have... Um, Y'all be like, my name is LaTanya. Everybody mm-hmm. can't call me Tanya. Okay? Right. Some people you get Latanya. Only certain people get Tanya. Some people get L. You got <laughs> like everybody, you know, you got to let right. people earn their respect when it comes to you. Okay. If everybody around your way call you peaches, that's cool. Let him right now. What's your name? Sheila. <laughs> he ain't earned peaches privileges yet. You get my saying? He ain't earned that yet. Respect yourself. Have some boundaries, have some levels to it. Make people work their way up. And then they can get to that. 
also i want to talk to um men okay i know we live in this era now where we everybody want to shoot their shot okay like what's the perfect time to shoot my shot shoot my shot <laughs> you guys are shooting your shot at the wrong time <laughs> let's go back to safety the first thing is as a man you want to make sure you're ensuring the safety of a woman and um I put up a video and I took it down. I took it down because I just looked bloated. <laughs> real talk, y'all. The message was good. No vain here, no vanity. But oh god, I was like, I was so hype and passionate about the message because this it just had happened to me. But I was like, why? Am I you know, these quarantine pounds or something. I, I was, that's why I had to go detox for December two, and I'm like, no, nah, I gotta get my butt right. And I was like, oh, look at a little up. So <laughs> we're gonna save the message for this podcast. But anywho, um guys, I know sometimes it's like guys sometimes it's almost like a game. It's like y'all y'all remember that um game, double dutch, and you know when the ropes go up, you're trying to like wait to see when you go in the rope where they go up the right side. That's how guys approach women. And so like you can see women out. And then um, you'll be like, oh, I'm going to go ahead and shoot my shot. Let me tell you, I had a guy, I was cleaning my car. And I'm the only one out there cleaning my car at this place. He, um, what? Oh, wait a minute. Breaking news, y'all. Trump to become the only president oh, impeached twice. Did they get the vote or something? I don't know. My, oh, I don't know. Oh, wow. I just happened to see that come across my screen. So, we might find out. Now, this episode ain't going up to Friday. We'll find out, but interesting. But uh, what was I say? Uh, I was cleaning my car, and the guy tried to approach me. You know, he was coming. He was walking fast, trying to keep coming at to me like, hey, this, this, this. and I, I was like, whoa, wow, whoa. Ain't had no mask on. We outside. Um, I'm like, back up. Back up. <laughs> Give me six feet. And he's just coming over trying to talk. Not only that, he he started talking about where I live. I was like, yeah. <laughs> who the, you know, who the hell is this? I don't even know you. Back up. You come in, you know, and so like, all my car doors are open because I'm cleaning mm-hmm. my car. I'm vacuuming it out. My trunk is open, everything. So it's like I can't even get in my car quick enough to try to get the doors closed for my own protection and my safety. So luckily there was another young lady out there and she's in her car beside and she saw it because she came up. And when I got the guy back up, because he's steady like trying to, I'm like, no. I went to her car, ran to her, and um she was just I said, girl. I said, do you know him? And then she was just like, no. She said, I thought, I thought honestly, you knew him the way he was coming up. But then when you, the way you responded, I said, I know something was not right. So I rolled down all my windows. She rolled down all four. She said, so I could hear what he was saying to you. And she was just like, and I'm sitting here on purpose mm-hmm. case, you know, case he tries something. And so she was just, uh, and so we started talking. I said, well, thank you. And she was just like, no, I got your back because, um, when you when I went in at first when I realized you didn't know him and you was trying to get him to back up, I was just like, oh no, 
I'm ready. You know, so and I thank her because women, we gotta look out for each other in situations like that. Um, at that point, I didn't know what the guys, what the guy was trying to do. Like for me, my safety was number one. I felt threatened where, you know, like I'm out in the open. I don't know you, you coming at me, you trying to bum rush me. And, you know, I think it was more so in his incitement and seeing a pretty girl and, you know, trying to holler and uh, all of that. But Mm -hmm. in that essence, that's not what I'm seeing at that moment. And it it was because of how he did it. And so um, I say that to say, guys, when you're going to holler at a woman, and I have several incidents I can give you, but just with this one. Safety first. You never want to make a young lady feel uncomfortable. So make sure if you're going to holler or shoot your shot first, make sure it's in a a safe environment. Make sure she feels comfortable. Now, before the lady came up, it was just me and him out there. Okay. He could have said, instead of before walking up to me, me and just him out there, he could have got my attention from afar by saying, excuse me, miss. I would oblige and say, yes, you know, whatever like that. Then state what you wanted. He could have even said, may I come over? You know, like even that. He didn't have to say, like, I'm trying to holler at you. Or, Girl, you got a boyfriend? You got a grand? You know, like nothing like that. Or may, may I approach you? And like with me, and, and there's two situations, being out there, I probably would have told him, give me a moment, maybe. You know, like I'm giving you situa- scenarios on how you can handle mm-hmm. this. I would probably tell him, yeah, give me a moment. I would have first right. made sure my car was secure. I need to go put all my tr- my trunks down, close all my doors. I probably, the safest thing for me would get in my car and drive up, not close to where he is, but close enough, mm-hmm. where I'm in my vehicle with the door locked. Yeah where he can't get to me and then maybe before I even go over there I might have called a friend or somebody and be like yo excuse me you know like just be on the phone with me right quick or explain the situation you can give yourself time mm-hmm. you don't be I don't have to be so quick you know what I'm saying but he owed me that right to at least get my stuff together and be safe and get in my car in my vehicle. So if you're feeling like, well, I'm gonna miss the shot, yeah, it takes too long. Gonna, no, your safety is number one first. Okay. Your safety is first. Make sure you good. And um then, and then you know, like, and then it will be in where it was just me and him over there. There's restaurants beside it, but the car wash was like it's you know empty. I wouldn't want to, like, personally that day, I wouldn't even talk to him. I'm just being honest. But I'm giving you an example of what you could do to protect yourself in a situation like that. Um, I probably would have told him, no, I'm in a hurry. You know, like, I'm in a hurry. I just cleaned my car, guys. Especially with there mm-hmm. nobody being out there. At that point, she wasn't out there. I wouldn't have done it if he had did it the proper way. Um, if there were more people out there, then yeah, but I would still probably go about the next way. But if it's just me and then a school mm-hmm. part, yeah. he he would have just had to miss his shot <laughs> because it, it just wasn't safe for me. So you always want to make sure that's first and foremost, and that's great, guys. I know in the 
when situations are happening, sometimes we don't think quick like that on our feet. You just thinking, that, oh, it's a pretty girl. I don't, I don't want to miss the opportunity. And you do the wrong things. I had a guy approach me at a gas station before while I'm pumping gas. Right, you do not right. run up on anybody, <laughs> man or woman, while they pumping gas. That's unsafe in itself. Like, then he made me go over the amount and, and all of everything in my <laughs> That and that pissed me off, like real talk. I cussed him this butt out so bad too. After that, he didn't even have a chance. Like, it's just a day. You only went over. I know my tank. Damn, I was like, wow. I went off. I'll never forget that way. I was like, what's wrong with him? Yeah, boy, you missed that shot. Not the whole time. It's like you just have to be mindful of stuff like that, y'all. And um. I know people are like, oh, it's too much to think about. You just got to do this and this. Well, yeah, yeah, it is a lot. But that's why we're trying to get it right. Because it's like, you can't be her protector and you coming out, the, you're not even making her feel safe. A woman wants to feel safe. She wants to be protected amongst whoever she's in. Talk to me in a safe environment. Ask people out in a safe environment. Um, I mean, he couldn't even, hold on one second, y'all. Okay, sorry. Um, he could have even after he, you know, say, "Excuse me, Miss. Um, can I talk to you? I understand that we're in a, a secluded spot right now. Which, when you finish up cleaning up your car, can you go over next to the gas station, like drive over next mm-hmm. to this um, restaurant yeah, or something absolutely. like that, or you know what I mean? Anything to that parking lot where there's more people. I'll put you where there's more people, or or something like that, or inside and that's the key indication women if he's trying to make sure you're safe and so i go back even to kwame even when he was just talking to her on the phone it's like Mm -hmm. cake cake, you can cake another time you know what i mean like and they weren't really caking at that time they were talking about the wrap-up of the show so you know i don't want to put any false information out there they were talking but i'm just saying even if you are caking with someone um put that on hold and make sure you know, like they're safe or whatever. Absolutely. So, but yeah, I mean, that's a huge one. Again, you know, it. safety is not just for you know things as far as like robbing and everything. Like you said, he didn't have no mask on with COVID out here and everything. You have to think. And like I said, we, you being alone cleaning out your car or at a gas station, like in a, a woman by herself, or even if she's by herself, let's just say it's a woman who got young children. I've heard stories of. You know, uh, like carjackings happen with kids in the back seat. Well, you know, women at a, you know pump of gas and everything. So, uh, it was I think it was in Atlanta. Like uh, this woman, she was at a gas station, and uh, a guy approached. Like he was attempting to talk to her, like the holler or whatever. And um, he ended up going through the back. Like you know how SUVs have you know uh, how the trunk come up and everything. And he opened it and just jumped through and you know put a put a you know a gun to her head and everything. So uh, you can't be too careful, you know. And man, yeah. yeah, you do have to think about those things. I remember my sister telling me one time, she got approached at, you know, at a gas, she was pumping gas, and she was in a car, and a guy came up and like knocked on the window, trying to talk to her. And my my, you know, my sister married. She's been married with the what seventeen, eighteen years now. Everything, and uh, she was just like, you know, she locked the doors and everything, mm. and uh, she was like, she had. 
like a little blade on her keychain and everything, and then she like she held up her hand just so she could the uh, the guy could see her uh, uh her wedding ring and everything. So uh you know, but coming up, you know, knocking on windows and when you're cleaning out your car and everything, yeah, you have to use you know better sense than that. But you know, man, I get it. You know, again, it's that ego, you know, thrill of the chase. Oh, they go pretty girl and everything like that. But still use common sense, especially now. And and you know, women as well. Like you know, as you were saying, you be safe yourselves. Like. All right, if you see a guy and for some reason he approaching that way and you do want to talk to him, drive somewhere where other people are. Have him meet you at a fast food restaurant or somewhere. Just, you know, go where other people are just in case he does have arterial motors because, you know, this day and time, you never know and everything. And uh, approaches everything. Approaches mm-hmm. everything. And it ain't necessarily, and it ain't always fair, but uh, in a lot of cases, perception does matter. And the way you approach it does again, it says a lot about you. Like I was talking about, you know, blowing another horn. Okay, who who wanna be dealing with a guy like that? Like if you're a woman and everything. And then on the other side, when you have sometimes, believe it or not, there are some women out there who approach men. I mean, it's just the time we living in. And the thing with men, like, uh, we don't necessarily mm-hmm. worry about safety per se and everything, but the way you come off, if you come off as being thirsty and overly aggressive i don't again and it's a you know another one of those things out there about about me and that me like that type of attention uh no we don't because that type of approach it says a lot about you and the, the thirsty no man likes a thirsty woman okay despite because we we are not as dumb as society makes us out to be uh we can pick up on vibes and everything, and the vibe you get off, it goes back to the, that attracting what you are and everything like that. And even what, you know, what we're saying about, like, the things you post, even if it's pictures and everything. Like, women, if you come, if you, it, like, again, it ain't always fair, but if you come dressed a certain way, a lot of men are going to have a certain perception about you. It could be dead wrong. Okay, it could be dead wrong, but the perception is there. And sometimes there are some women out there who would approach a guy and they have on, you know, these revealing clothes and it's obvious that they ought to get attention. But then again, there are some women who dress a certain way in that same style, but you can tell they're not doing it to get attention. It's because that is actually their style and that's how they dress and everything. So the vibe you give off is, and you know what I was saying about like a, a man who would settle down with you, he just wants to see something different in you. Okay, if you had to approach and immediately he say, okay, this is just like, oh, the one I was with last week. So she would do the same things. I could treat her the same way. You're not giving him an incentive to want to do the right thing and settle down with you. So approaches everything. Don't be out here approaching the man being thirsty. Because, I, I mean, you know, some men follow it, but that ain't the type of man that is going to uh, settle down with you and everything. Now, yeah, sometimes there are some exceptions there. But uh, overly thirsty when it's obvious that, you're lonely and you know you just want the attention. Okay, we're gonna treat you in a way in which that vibe is given off. But absolutely, but uh, but approach and your know, safety and everything and uh, you know I think about as you was talking, I was thinking about uh that scene in that movie. Why did I get married? That uh, Tyler Perry movie, the first one, like the character that Jill Scott played, and uh, they was going up the mountain to that retreat, and she went by that uh the sheriff station, and uh. You know, the guy was like, like, uh, why are you driving? Are you with the uh, the group that's here for the uh, the couples retreat? And, you know, he was like, like, uh, why are you driving up this, this snowy mountain alone? He was like, I wouldn't let my wife do that. 
okay, he said I wouldn't let my wife, but that wasn't from a standpoint of being controlling. That's a protective man. And I think any man with any sense wouldn't want their wife driving up a snowy mountain by herself, even though her husband was on the flight with another woman and everything. But it's about that that uh, being protective and uh, coming down to safety, like, you know, even in situations like that, like, uh, you know, if you're in a relationship and, and it, it ties to what we're saying about having a woman, you know, drive to your house in, in the wee hours of the mo morning and everything, why can't you go? So, yeah, uh, that's uh, definitely something that different, differentiates a grown man from a grown boy. Absolutely. Protection. And even though you use words that may sound controlling, I won't let, I won't let, I won't let, like, you know, I like, uh, I remember one time, uh, you know, my wife, she was working at this certain place and, you know, here in Greenville and she had a coworker that drove all the way from Atlanta to Greenville to work. And that's like two and a half hours and everything. And I, I was like, okay, I understand, you know, the need may be urgent and everything like that. But I told her, I was like, I wouldn't let you drive that far for a job. I don't care what the job is. You know what I mean? But it's a safety thing, not a controller thing. So again, it's about that maturity Grown man, grown boy. A grown man knows how to approach a woman. He won't use all that short and ma and all that kind of stuff. Hey, how you doing? Hey, miss. Excuse me, miss. Uh, how you doing? What's your name? And then if, uh, as you said, if a woman don't feel comfortable giving the name yet, okay, he'll be patient and he'll continue on a good conversation. And the conversation would be steps in getting to know you, not, you know, just the immature stuff that uh, a grown boy would ask and everything. So, those are some definitely some factors to keep in mind and some uh, things to implement to ensure your safety and to differentiate between whether this is somebody I want to be involved with or somebody who really ain't about anything. Mm -mm. Cause um, I think also we're misinterpreting and misreading um, each other when it comes to kindness, even just because a woman is nice to you, it doesn't right. mean she's necessarily flirting with you. <clears throat> like, I'm nice. I'm a nice person, but everybody, I'm not, it don't mean I want right. I want a relationship with you. It don't mean I'm trying to jump in. But I mean, maybe my niceness may open up the floodgates where you want to get into conversation with me. That's fine. Don't jump me trying to be like, um, trying to, Oh, she want me. Oh, she's this. I've had that happen too. Like, mm -hmm, see, she this and that. No, no. I've had younger guys do that a lot. Um, you. <laughs> um, because as soon as you smile at them, they just think, oh my God, you head over heels for them or you this and it, and you know, and you're a male. I don't know. I don't know what it is with guys when it comes to that, especially Ego. younger guys. Um, <laughs> Yeah, probably that's be it. Cause and and no, so I'm saying from a woman's perspective, that does not what it. That's not what it means. I can't stop a guy from having a crush. You're gonna have a crush, just like women are gonna have crushes. But we don't, you know, understand. You might have a crush on me, and I, I haven't specifically told you. Look, I like you. I want a relationship with you. I'm interested in you. Don't assume. Okay, right. stop assuming that. And um, from just a kind gesture. So I want to say that for my women. Also, there's this term called ghosting. Mm -hmm. You got to be careful with that. A lot of people, um, we, 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 we do something like 
Oh, mm-hmm. I got to get them before they get me. We are ghosting people left to right. With this whole ghosting term, it's like when someone stops talking to you or they walk away out of your life without an explanation or like y'all could be hanging out, everything's cool, y'all get close and the next thing they pull back when you don't talk to them again, that's what ghosting is. And um, I want to talk about ghosting as far as in the form of using it as mm-hmm. a get back tactic. So some people have been hurt, hurt so bad in situations and relationships that say I could be setting up the situation where I say, okay, Roscoe, you and I need to have a talk. I need to talk to you about some things that have been weighing on my heart, some things I've been going through maybe. I just need to have a, situ- a talk with you. Some people are not in tune with their feelings and emotions, and they're not good with feelings that when you they hear the word, especially guys, when they hear the word, let's have a talk, Brad, they think yeah. it's always automatically going to be something bad. <laughs> and before you can say what it is, they're assuming the worst, and they're already being offensive and already setting the stage. And and that could come in the form of ghosting, where they will find a way to avoid you and ghost you all together um, because they think, Again, go back to ego. Men don't like to have their ego crush. So I'm going to ghost you before mm-hmm. you can get me, before you can crush my ego, or before you can let me down, and before mm-hmm. you... There's the fear of rejection. So I'm going to ghost somebody. Let's stop normalizing that. I mean, like... um, And the reason why is because, again, it goes back to insecurities. That means you're mm-hmm. not mature enough to be in a relationship with someone. If you ghosting people, I mean, I understand kids maybe in their twenties and stuff like that going through that. I mean, they're gonna live, they're gonna learn. You know, I'm not saying nobody has to be perfect. I'm just showing you these dynamics. Um, but if you at a certain age where you know you want a real relationship, mm-hmm. then no, this shouldn't be going on. Um, seventeen year olds, sixteen year olds understood, <laughs> but if you call yourself a grown woman, man, no, this shouldn't be going on, because um. You have to be mature enough to be able to resolve conflict. You should be mature enough to know how to have these type of conversations and take accountability for maybe your short part in it as well. And um, be able to actively hear what someone is telling you Uh their genuine concerns are. And if you can't do that, you don't need to be trying to be booed up in a relationship, (laughs) situationship, Uh nothing ship with anybody. Because that's hurtful. And I'm just going to tell you, ghosting hurts. I've been ghosting. I hear women be ghosted all the time. And men, too. Women do it to men, too. So I'm I'm talking to y'all, too. If you're a grown girl and you're still doing that, you haven't dealt with some insecurities and stuff within. And it's not right. Um, There was a situation on the same show, put a ring on it, where the gentleman was actually the one ghosted by the female in their um, relationship. They had been together for years. So she handled, he handles her differently now. And, um, and it can happen because it's happened to me. Like if you ghost me, I'm going to handle you differently. So um, you may be guarded in a sense, since we've been talking about being guarded, you may, your defenses are going to be up now. You're not going to be as open with that individual or person. They could be coming back the right way, but it's going to be like, 
nah, mm-hmm. because it's the impact of the ghost. The ghost sometimes, if you have someone who's dealing with rejection issues, <laughs> mm-hmm. ghosting will impact them differently. Um, acceptance issues, different things, type of issues like that. And those could trigger PTSD, maybe in someone else. Um, trauma. So it's like you, if you're not, what I'm trying to say in a nutshell, if you are not mature enough to take accountability on things and have these discussions, you need not be in relationships with people. So mm-hmm. there shouldn't be no ghosting going on. Now, I'm speaking of ghosting only in that frame, using it as a defense mechanism. Not ghosting someone when, like, your mm-hmm. safety, you know, like if somebody puts you different, in safety, yeah. you need to ghost on that. That's different, you know. You know, when you need to walk away and pull for someone, I'm saying when we use it in a manipulative tactic, such as defending because we don't want to hear what somebody has to say no absolutely you need to let them know and you know again it does come down to the fear of rejection and not wanting to hear hard truths about yourselves um yourselves and everything and and a lot of times in a relationship like you said those conversations have to happen especially when you're hitting a little bit of turmoil and when i say turmoil i don't necessarily means you know the most extreme cases of, you know, somebody may have been cheating or anything like that. But I mean, it, you know, a lot of disagreements come up because again, you are uh, two individuals, you know, uh, you made different, different personalities. So some conflicts are going to come up. So when it comes to ghosting, I say if someone is that quick to ghost you, or even if it ain't quick, uh, of course, again, it goes back to some inner issues they haven't dealt with. And then I say as well, like, I mean, it may sound extreme, but to me, that says they really wasn't into you in, to begin with because you're in a relationship, and, but I can't talk to you because the the foundation of any relationship is first building a friendship and a trust. Okay. And like, uh, I know a lot of people sometimes like, again, if a conflict comes up, uh, they might go off and be off, you know, go off for themselves for a few moments, but still they come and they return and they talk about the issue and they work it out and they move on. But uh, some do use it as a, a defense mechanism and it is the fear of rejection, not wanting to look at yourself, at, you know, as we've been saying throughout this, this episode. And it is a, oh yeah, I'm going to get you before you get to me and everything. And it is, uh, it is, uh, I think again, it's another characteristic of, again, the grown boy, grown man, grown girl, or whatever that syndrome of I, mean, I think it's very immature um you know because again everybody wants to run from the truth people say they don't want to be lied to and everything and like you said when we hear those words oh we need to talk the worst case scenario goes off and then okay now you get into a state of confusion because you've ghosted the person okay and you still have yet to figure out what they want to talk about okay it could be the best news it could be oh what if it was yeah we are I, well i'm you don't know this. I never told you this. I was planning a vacation. I was planning something for your birthday, for Valentine's Day, Christmas or something. It could be something positive, but you already have it <laughs> made up in your mind that it's going to be the worst case scenario. And it's, it's going to be something that's going to be revealed about myself that I refuse to deal with. And those issues do come up. 
in a relationship because it's, as I said in the uh, the last episode with the friendship, like uh, when it comes to inner issues that you're not dealing with, the hardest person to see them is yourself. And a lot of times we want to sweep them under the rug, but other people can see them a lot more quickly and a lot more easier than we can. So the ghosting is another way to run from yourself mm-hmm. when you have to examine yourself because if you don't examine those issues, ghosting ain't going to do a thing because uh, it's something uh, Joyce Meyer, <laughs> I heard her say one time, she was like, you better learn to like yourself because you have to take yourself wherever you go. <laughs> so if you run to another situation, you still there. You isolate yourself. You start ghosting the person. You're still there. Mm-hmm. You have to look yourself in the mirror every morning. The issues. Mm-hmm. Why uh why does somebody have to uh constantly have these tough conversations with you, but you keep ghosting them and at some point, I mean, they're gonna get tired of it and you know, the relationship's gonna fail anyway. So it, it does come back to dealing with you. Uh you have to hear those hard truths, ghosting as a way to get back. That's childish. You have to have those mature conversations. Uh hear things that you might not want to hear about yourself, but just know, and if you're one of them people that have to confront someone about those issues, be gracious. Again, love is kind. So be kind, um, you know, and, uh, you know, let it know, you know, be stern and firm, but without, uh, you know, being condescending or putting a person down, but you're doing it out of love because you want things to work. But if they're ghosting you as a way to get back, uh, hey, that should let you know something as well. It's like, I can't talk to this person about real issues about how I'm feeling. They just off. I ain't talked to them in three days. I ain't talked to them in a week or month. But we're supposed to be in a relationship. Uh, they're so childish and immature. I'm better than that. I could do better if it comes to that. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's another one of those signs of the immaturity, insecurity, or, and, uh, you know, discrepancy and being between a grown woman, grown girl, grown man, grown boy thing. Absolutely. True, 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 true. Because, um... Lord have mercy. Y'all, well, first of all, I love that oh, yeah. the podcast has extended our time. Lord, we have to do these part twos and all these threes. Yay, progress, progress. Yay, yay. Sorry, it's my little dance. But um, I hope y'all got it. We dropped some gems because it's like, it's so much confusion because yet there's just so much we don't understand about one another. And we have to understand if anything, the biggest takeaway I want you guys to understand is understand where you fall. Understand, am I the grown woman, grown girl, grown boy, <laughs> grown man? And then once you realize where you fall, mm-hmm. understand what you've been dealing with. Be honest. You know, like, understand and be honest with yourself what you've been attracting. And maybe now you understand why you've been attracting what you've been attracting because now you know where you fall. And I challenge you to mm-hmm. catch yourself. If you like, when we quick to say something like, well, why all men do this? Mm-hmm. No, baby, it's not all men. Mm-hmm. That's grown boy behavior. So you've been dealing with grown boys. Don't, and so that's why men get defensive sometimes. They be like, oh, man, don't do that. We ain't men. And stop saying men. We, we got to take accountability on that. We got to stop doing that because you're right. The, we are, okay. We are putting a false mm-hmm. perception on men. Men are not doing us wrong. Mm-hmm. We've been dealing with some grown boys with the immature behavior, toxic behaviors, and all of this other stuff. We've been dealing with the wrong ones, and we don't know 
our vision might have been impaired and we don't even know how to really spot a grown man. So we have to apologize to the grown men just as we want our apology as women that we've been disrespected. We want to apologize to the grown men falsely accusing them for the behaviors of that of a grown boy because we've been chasing the wrong ones. And sometimes the grown boy is going to pursue you before the grown man. Honestly, I mean, because they just out for the chase. They just out what do y'all call yeah. it? Put a notch on your belt and all that other stuff. Okay. So they wild oats, all that other stuff, you know, that grown boys into. And if you out and you about helping them do all of that, yeah, they're gonna follow you too. And 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 while we're talking about liberation, real quick, I'm not saying a woman, you know, because that's the other topic. Well, why a woman can't do what a man do and why I can't do it? It's okay. Let me let me help clarify that in the most simplest form. It's about being honest about mm -hmm. who you are and where you stand. If you want to be a sexual creature and fly and do the things that you want to do, that's a whole nother topic episode. But if that's what you want to do, be honest with yourself. You can't do that and want a relationship too, though. You can't do that mm -hmm. and be like, well, I'm looking for a man. Well, I'm a woman who's very sexually explicit and all about what I want and stuff like that. And I need to find, you got to be honest about what season of life you in. Because when you looking to be a wife, you can't right. bring those same attributes to the table. So if you gonna be a that, hang with the grown hang with the grown boys and, and and shoot for the grown boys. Don't be out here looking right. for the grown men, or don't be expecting grown man behavior out of the grown boys if that's the season of life that you in. Absolutely. Honest where you at. Until you outgrown that season. And then when you outgrown that season, then you know where you what to look for and what to go for. Stop frustrating yourself because you're not getting what you want, being able to do what you want. Because if you want progress, you're gonna have to change. If you wanna be seen a different way, then be like, I gotta get out this season. And so now I not I gotta become a grown woman. I gotta mm -hmm. start thinking different, I gotta start moving different, I gotta start making some different decisions. But it's not the man's fault because men didn't do that to you. A grown boy, what you've been dibbing and dabbling with. <laughs> I hope you get it, ladies. <laughs> Self-acknowledgement. Look in the mirror. And let's be honest. And you can't have your cake and eat it, too. A lot of people want to get in the... I can't tell you what type of relationship to have. That's on y'all. But, I mean, I'm going to just say this. When you open Pandora's box to your relationship, mm -hmm. that's what you get. So if you want to be in open relationships and that's the season of life that you're in and stuff like that, remember your decisions. <laughs> Absolutely. Lead to certain outcomes. Nobody. You can't blame nobody. But you. But if I found me a prize, I'm going to keep that thing private. I'm going to keep that between us. I ain't putting all that out there. I ain't doing all of that. Everybody got to see what we do. Everybody got to see what, how we move. And I also, again, we'll go back with these pictures, these Christmas pictures, these Christmas photos of families and stuff. That's all nice, but send your families a, a, a Christmas card. <laughs> Who need it? 
I mean, go take your family picture and send the ones who got you, you got the address for it, who's in it. Like, don't be doing it just to do it because it's cute and what like. Like, everybody gotta know what y'all do. Everybody gotta know what you y'all got going on. Everybody gotta know mm-hmm. what every room in your house look like. Yeah, <laughs> that's another topic. Like, I mean, when I get mine, it's 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 us. That's our privacy. We ain't gotta worry about that. That's our keeping our peace. We want to go on vacation, y'all ain't got no. We ain't got no when, where, what? You know what I mean? Like, and it's cool. And sometimes when you're happy, you want to share your happiness, and that's cool. But y'all got to come together and t- talk to each other about, well, what do we share and what don't we share? You know what I mean? I'm going to drop it on you like this. <laughs> the end. Janet Jackson, my girl. 